Thank you, Lord. He is a good God and greatly to be praised. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Isn't it good to come together? Be a part of a big family all the way here and across the whole nation to Florida and people watching on Internet. We are blessed. We are a blessed bunch. You know when Brother Moore says we're so blessed, the blessed people? It's, it's not just the stuff. It's, it's the family. It's the, it's the whole package. We got the whole package going on. Just like Kim got in a husband. Whole package. Got it all. She got it all. Thank you, Lord. Well, last week we talked about life and health, and we're going to keep talking about life and health. And uh, So let's open up our Bibles to Proverbs 4. You know, I was looking at it, you know, there's really, of course, it's the Word of God, so there is no end to it, but it's it's living, it's breathing, it's active, it's 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 life giving at all times, and and as you seek it, you will find it. As you as you look for things in the Word, you'll start finding them. As you as you search for God, you will find His heart, because He wants us to know His heart. He literally has put His heart right here, and He says, "I want you to know My heart. I want you to know, you know because so many people don't know who He is. They don't have the life of God." People, there's, there are millions of people breathing on this earth today that have no life in them. Because this is life, the life of God. They have, a, they have the portion that God built in them in creation because our bodies themselves are created by God to do things that are miraculous all on their own. Our bodies are a miraculous creation, but when they're quickened by the Spirit of life, they, they become His creation over again. Not the one that was sold into sin, but the one that was purchased back by Jesus Christ. Glory to God. Aren't you glad to be purchased back? Because, you know, he, I was talking to my little brother earlier today. God, Jesus purchased the whole world. That's how, that's how vast He is. To get to me. To get to you. That's how personal He is. The love of God is so vast that, that he said, I'm going to save the world. And he did. Every person that would believe in Jesus Christ would be saved. But he did it to get to you individually. Because he loves every one of us individually. Knows us by name. Knows how many hairs are on our head. Glory to God. Isn't that nice to think of? You know, if we just wake up thinking about stuff like that. You, you wouldn't start your day on the wrong side of the bed. Right? You'd start your day out right. Because you'd have, you'd have that realization and knowledge of, of what God thought about you. God's thoughts towards us are good. Amen? And, and, it, and it's something, if you find yourself getting off track, you're not thinking about those things. You know, you're, you're thinking about the wrong things. And actually what you're doing is you're thinking carnally. And you've gotten away from the spirit of life. You, you know, we can still do that. Even though you are filled with the Spirit of life, you can choose to walk carnally every day. Well, I'm sure none of you have ever done it, but I've done it before, right? I mean, I could have done this and I did that, but it didn't mean I couldn't have chose different. Amen? So we, we want to we get to the place where we operate in this life, 
in this spirit of life, this, this God kind of life at such a level that it's not just about getting my health, it's about walking in the life of God. If, if you walk in the life, you know that word health, one of the words for it is maintenance. One of, I mean, in other words, if you'll walk in the life of God, you'll maintain health. You'll maintain the good things of God in you. It's not only just health to you, it's, it's putting God in you. It's putting His DNA, His character, His, 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 everything about Him in you so that it can come out. That's the life of God. When you love somebody, you're using the life of God because He put that in you. Amen? I guess we better read a scripture. We could just talk about how good God is and stir ourselves up all night, couldn't we? Proverbs 4.20 says, My son, attend to my words, incline your ears to my saying. His words and his sayings, and what he's saying, don't let other things in your ears. Attend to my words and incline to my words. In other words, don't look for outside sources. When you have a word from God, you know, so many times people say, well, now, brother, are you saying this? No, I'm reading this. I'm not saying anything. I'm reading the Word of God. I'm speaking what He said. Not, not what, not, it's not, it doesn't become the Word of Dave because I read it. It stays the Word of God. And we want to always esteem it like that. And when you esteem it like that, it becomes, it, it becomes life to those who find it and health to all that your flesh. Because you're putting it in your ears. You're putting it, it you're keeping it in you. You're, you're not letting it depart from your eyes. Um, let's see. Let's, um, keep it in the midst of your heart for their life to those who find it and health to all your flesh. Think about Matthew 7. Uh, I think it's around 13. Right where he talks about the, the straight gate. Look at Matthew 7, 13. I think that's the right verse. Try, try it and if it's not, we'll keep looking until we find it. Matthew seven thirteen. Yeah. Enter ye... At the straight gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. That word destruction is the same word for perish. What Jesus come for? So that you would not perish. Those who would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. But you still have to go the way he's going. Amen? Life has a direction. And you have to follow where he's going. This says, enter, enter ye at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, broad is the way. In other words, there's lots of people. You know what these are? This is lots of ideas. Well, you could get here this way, or maybe this way, or maybe the Bible is saying this. or maybe The Bible is truth. It says what it says. Amen. We have to mess it up. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and what happens, if you find yourself trying to figure something out and, and you're confused, it's not God. It's too many options. When we get into having too many options, we're looking down too many roads instead of keeping our eyes right where he said in Proverbs 4. He said, keep your eyes on my words, on my sayings. And if somebody takes one of his sayings and adds to it or subtracts from it to try to get you to where you thought you wanted to be, that's not his word. There's a straight and narrow way. You know, people don't like that because they think, well, that's just narrow. I, you know, I need more ways. You don't need more ways. It's not hard. 
The hardest way is the broad way. The hardest way, the hardest place you'll ever be is on the broad path because you're always confused. You're always getting other outside opinions and ideas. There's too many options. But when you look right at the Word of God, think, I mean, just look at it from a healing standpoint. If you talked about healing in one place and then went to three other places, you get four opinions where you could just go to the Word and get one. By whose stripes you were healed. Amen. His will is healing. Yes. That's His will. And, and, and in the Word, there's a straight way to healing. There's a straight path. It's a straight and narrow path. But, but what the enemy wants to do is he wants to confuse that and say, well, you could do this, you could do this. But what you need to do is hear from God. Amen. That, you got that Word, right? You got the will. You got the way. Okay, now, now where do I go? What do I do? Lord, I want to hear from you. I'm looking to you. I've got your word, I'm hooked on your word, now I'm walking towards you. If there's any turns, you're going to turn me. I'm not looking for another option, I'm not looking for a way. There's a straight gate, and, and I'm going to follow the straight gate. Where does it lead to? Where does the straight gate lead to? Life. It's a straight gate, and it leads to life, and very few find it. Why? Because the, the broad gate looks so good. How many, have, how many have taken the broad way to get to something? And, and I'm not saying that's what this is saying, but how many have taken the broad, the, the swerved all the way to get to where you were going? Do you realize you use up more energy, right? And, and, and you still get to the place, but you get there three years late, and you went through so many things that you never would have had to go through if you'd have just chose the path that leads to life. There was one way to do it. And, and, and that's what he's saying. He's saying, I want you to keep my word. Keep it in your ears. Keep it in your eyes. Don't let other things distract you. Don't, don't get distracted away from life. Life and health is in my word. And don't let, your, don't let anything distract you from going for those things. Amen? That's pretty good. Hmm. You guys thought I knew all that before I said it, but no. Mm-mm. It just comes out just like that. God, God loves us, and He wants us to get these things because His words are life to those who find them. They're not life to everybody. They're life to the people who find them. They're life to the people who keep them. And keep doesn't mean do what it says only. It means hold on to them with all your might. Hold fast to that word. Don't let go of it. This is what the word says. This is what I'm, this is what I'm holding to. And I'm holding to the God that said it. And if he's got more direction, I'll hear from him and him only. Amen? Amen. Amen. So he knows where you're at. He knows where you're going. And he knows the best way to get you there. Amen? He's a faithful God. He won't leave you standing in the wrong place doing the wrong thing ever. He'll have you at the right place, at the right time, doing the right thing all the time. And His life will be flowing in and through you and out of you. Amen? It's not just the life in you that brings health. It's it's life that flows through you that brings health. How many know that you could bring health to a situation with the life in you? 
a situation that's broken that needs to be fixed, a situation that's hurt or, or offended, a situation that, that's got turmoil or a lack of peace, those situations, the life of God is health to those situations if we'll allow that life to work through us. Amen? Th- think about this. Go to Psalm 118. We, we all quote this verse at various times in our life, actually. And it's a good verse to quote, especially if you get doctors saying different things that you don't want to hear. It is a good verse to quote, but there's more to it. Psalm 118, did I give you a verse? No. Should have picked up on it. Verse 5. Psalm 118, verse 5. Okay, I wrote down the wrong. I wrote down the wrong thing. Maybe let me look again. Hmm. How about verse seventeen? Let's try that. I know it's in there. Try verse seventeen. There you go. I shall not die, but live. And 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 now a lot of people there is a comma there, but that means pause. It doesn't mean stop. Right? It means pause for a moment. Because you're getting ready to add something on to live. Living the life that God puts in us, the life of God declares His goodness. If we allow that, if we don't, if we don't have death, but have life, our, our, our life declares the works of God. Everywhere you go, your life begins to declare the goodness of God, the good acts of God, if you will. That's one of the words for the works. Declare the good acts of God. And, and, that, you know, and it is great. It says, you know, people quote, I'll not die but live. Not only that, but if you are going to live, the life you live should declare His goodness. Yes. Amen? If it's His life in you, it will declare healing. It will declare peace. It will declare joy. It will declare the things that accompany salvation. It will declare you as a partaker of the godliness and life of God. Amen? And that, that's, you, you don't want to take a verse like that and say, well, that's just what you want to quote when you're in a hospital. You want to quote that when you walk out the door in the morning. I'll not walk in death today. I'll walk in life. And my life will declare the works of God, the goodness of God. Everywhere I go today, the life I live will declare the works of God. Amen. Don't you think that's what, God, what Paul said when, when, when he was talking about, uh, I'm crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Right? I'm dead, but now there's life flowing through me. And the life I now live... I live through the faith of Jesus Christ. Amen? Faith in Jesus Christ. And, and as you live that life, then you are a walking billboard for the goodness of God and you are walking help for all that are hurting. Amen? You, you, you always give the right counsel through the life of God. Right? You may not say a word because declaring the works of God in your life don't take, doesn't require your mouth. Amen. Amen. <laughs> you know, a lot of times you walk in, you ever walked in somebody someplace and you were just happy and they said, man, you look happy. Why do you think they notice that? Because it's not normal. Right? <laughs> right? 
in, 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 in the life that people have in this world, or death, if you will, happiness is not normal. Happiness has to be bought at a store. It has to be given to you by a person. It, it, it requires something in the world for happiness to come. With God, happiness came before you got happy. Amen? Why are you happy? God loves me. I, I don't know. I got the life of God in me and it has happiness in its DNA. So, but this, by nature of who I am, I'm just happy. And if you find yourself being crabby, you're walking in the flesh. Amen? You, you can be crabby if a, as a Christian, but you're walking in the flesh. You're not t- accessing the life of God that's in you. Amen? If you have a fit, you're not accessing the life of God in you. If you talk bad about somebody, you're not accessing the life of God in you. You're walking in the flesh. You're, you're judging. If you're judging, you know you ain't walking in the life of God. Amen? We want to always access that life. We want, we want, we want to, when we walk in situations and, and death is everywhere around, we want to say, ah, we're not going to do death, we're going to do life. And declare the works of the Lord. We're not we're not putting forth death. We're putting forth life. Amen. What what word do you have in you? The word of life. Yeah. Glory to God. Because that that's what that's what's in us. That's why He's saying, pay attention and incline your ear to it. It's life. It's words of life. If you've got it in you, it creates life. If you let it out of you, it produces life. Amen. And that's what we're looking to do. Produce life in every situation we have. Look at 1 John 3. These are signs of life. One sign of life is you won't walk around crabby all the time. Right? You won't be offended every time somebody says something crosswise to what you thought. (laughs) You'll just love them. Right? And you might check and see if they're right and you're wrong. Go back over here. Glory to God. Where did I say it? 1 John 3.14? 1 John 3.14. Signs of life. Here's a big sign of life right here. We know that we've passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. Amen? If you find yourself having trouble loving somebody, first of all, you're trying to do it in your flesh, which the flesh can't love anybody. It doesn't even have the ability to love anybody. It has a carnal love that requires something of the person that it loves or it can't love you at all. Well, what are you going to do for me so that I can love you? And then they'll say, well, why do you love me? You know, Kim, I, I was trying to tell her one time, I said, because I do, because I can. I love you because I can, not because of what you do for me, not because you're my wife, not because, because I can. That's why Christians love. Because they can. You know why they love most? Because they've passed from death and they're walking in life. You know where life is? It's in God. You know who love is? God. And when you start walking in love and walking in life, you'll walk, you, you will pass, death will pass by. Amen? And, and, and literally the, that word itself means to trade, to trade this for this. We traded death for life. Amen? And all we had to do was accept Jesus Christ as Lord. 
That, what, what a good trade. Huh? Now, how many know that's the best trade you ever made? Glory to God. His life for your death. Thank you, Lord. And, 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 and to, to walk in that life is, is to walk in that love. So when you're walking in that love, that life, you begin to, to have things in you that are good for people outside of you. That's how you love the brethren. You don't just love them by saying, oh, I sure love them. Man, I love them. No, loving somebody, you've always got something to share. Hallelujah. Amen? Yes. You've always got something in you at any given time that God could use to bless that person. I'm not talking about giving them something. I'm just talking about being around them. Yes. You know, you might just spend time with somebody and just bless them. You might walk by somebody and smile, and it changed their day. Amen? You might just say something that didn't mean much to you, but it, but it was so much to them, and it was God speaking through you. What was He doing? The life of God, the love of God, was working through you to bless the brethren. Why? Because you pass from life unto death, or from di- death unto life. And when you pass from death unto life, you love that, 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 why? Because when you pass from death unto life, you now have the life of God, the life of love operating in you. You have an ability that, that it's actually a responsibility. It's an ability and a responsibility because other people can't do it. When you have something that other people don't have but need, you and I should be responsible to walk in it. And by responsible, I don't mean say you you got to stop and talk, but, but be aware at every moment that you have love in you, that you have peace, that you have joy, you have the very essence of God in you, and you could be an, a factor in anything that's going on around you. But you have to be aware of it. You have to, you know, we, we've went so long thinking death and life, uh, death is leaving the earth, life is being on the earth. That's not it at all. There's lots of people on the earth that have no life right now. I mean, they're, they're not experiencing life at all. Even their best day is a dead day. Because there is no life outside of God. There is no love outside of God. There is no peace outside of God. There is no joy outside of God. There's momentary feelings that will go away the minute something else causes you to change. But the, for, but the things of God are spiritual forces. Love is the spiritual force that created the universe, that raised Jesus from the dead. Amen? The joy is a spiritual force. It's something that can take over the saddest of situations and bring it up to a whole other level. Amen? It's not something that we just say, oh, let's just, let's just give them some joy. You can't just give somebody joy. Sometimes you have to choose joy, just like you have to choose life. Look at Deuteronomy. You know, a lot of people would like to think that once you get saved that this life just operates in you. It's in you. But the operation of it requires your choice. Amen? Deuteronomy 30. It's in my notes somewhere in here. 30, 19. It 
says, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life. What's he saying? Your choice. Now, a lot of people say, well, if you don't choose, if you don't choose life, you, death is your other option. Right? It's not, you can't, you can't not choose. A lot of people say, well, I just really didn't choose. I, you know, I just want to do my own thing. I don't want to be bugged by the evil. I don't want to be bugged by the good. Well, that is evil. Right? If you don't want a whole bunch of good, something's wrong. Because with a whole bunch of good, you can do a whole bunch of good. Amen? And, and, and that's what he's saying. He's, you know, people, people would like to think that he's just going to pour things on you. We choose. We choose. We choose life. We choose salvation. We choose to be healed. We choose to be prosperous. We choose to have peace. We choose to have joy. We choose. Why can we choose? Because it's in us. It's in us. It's part of who we are. We, we have been given life through Christ. Righteousness. Through Christ, righteousness, the ability to do right, be right, act right at any moment. Amen? Amen? What, a, what a good ability. Amen. You know, anybody can do right for the wrong reason. When, you're, when you have the righteousness of God, you do right for the right reason, the right time, the right way, every time. When you use the righteousness of God. And that, that's a good way to be. But you've got to be prepared to use it because you could easily choose not to. Because your flesh would say, well, I could do this and maybe I'd get that. Man, if I gave them some money, I could tell them how much I gave them and so what the, what the, uh, what the harvest would be off that. And so they would know what that harvest would be so they could bless me. <laughs> Immediately it went from blessing to curse. Right. <laughs> and that's not what we want. It says, and, and this, this life that we're choosing is the life of God. It says, the blessing and cursing, therefore choose life. And why do you choose life? God is never singularly minded. He said, I want you to choose it so you and your seed after you will live. I'm not just interested in you. I'm interested in generations of life-giving people. Amen? Life-given, life-giving. Glory to God. And he said that, that you may love the Lord your God in the next verse and that you would obey his voice and you may cleave to him for he is your life. Now, now see, here's where, here's where you can get a difference between he's your life and, and, and old age is not life. That's length of days. Life is what you live. Life is what's inside of you. Life is what, what motivates you. Life is what gives you the drive to do one thing or the other. Life is what God put in us to take us other places to do other things. It's what he put in us to maintain us. Amen. Amen? Length of days is how long you'll be here. Now, how long will you live life in those length of days? Because you could be here 120 years and not live one day of life. It's unlikely that you'd be here 120 years and not live one day of life. But you could. Amen? I want to live, I want life to live through me every day of this life. Uh, you know, every, every, for, for the length of my days, I want to stop wasting time in my flesh. 
And we can because the law of the spirit of life has made us free from the law of sin and death. It doesn't mean you're, you, you don't, it's, that it's not going to bug you anymore. It just means that you have power over it. Amen? I mean, has anybody here completely overcome doing stupid things? I'm still working on it, but I'm getting closer every day. Huh? But every now and then I'll see something and my flesh will think before my spirit has time to catch me. And then I'll say, whoa! What's what just caught my flesh? The spirit of life because it has authority over that flesh if you let it. Amen? Glory to God. This is good. We should do this more. Look at Romans 8 since we've been talking about it. We, we want to lay hold of this everlasting, eternal life. Remember we talked about that last week where it says, you know, in John 3.16, that whosoever believes shall not perish but have everlasting life. That doesn't mean they'll just live for it. Not only will they live forever, they will have life working in them forever. It, it, it's, it's a power that works in you. He gives you everlasting life. In other words, it's life that will never run out. No, no, no matter how much of it you walk or use, you can never use it up. It's like love. It, it won't fail. Amen? That, that's everlasting life. So, you know, we've, we've, we've relegated these things to ends. We, we always make the, this is the end. Everlasting life is the end. Everlasting life's now. If you're not walking in it, start today. It's in you. When you ask Jesus Christ to be Lord of your life, everlasting life got in you. And now you can walk in that everlasting life and walk and, and have that everlasting life working through you, in you and through you, in you to keep you, through you to help. Amen? Amen. It, it changes us. It's, it's why the old is gone and the new has come. Death is gone. Life has come. Amen? Glory to God. Romans 8, verse 1. says, there's now... There, there is therefore now no condemnation, no judgment against you anymore. That's what, that's what that word condemnation, no judgment against you. But the devil doesn't want you to know that. Condemnation is still the number one threat to life. Because you won't live in life if you're condemned. You'll judge, you'll say, I'm no good. How many know that's death talk? I did this, I did that. You know, the, there's two ditches. There's the one that says, I've done this, I've done that, I went to church, I sat on the front row, you're telling me all you did. <laughs> and it means nothing. And then the other one says, I can't believe I did that, and I've done this, and how could God love me, I did this, and then you're telling me that something that means nothing either. Why? Because there's no judgment against you. That's the enemy trying to get you in condemnation so that you won't walk in this life that's been purchased for us by the blood of Jesus. Amen? It says there's no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. So what, if you're, if you're in condemnation, you're not in Christ. You're walking after the flesh. That's what he said. He said there's, there's no condemnation to those that walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. What spirit? Spirit of life. What are you walking after? The spirit of life. If I'm walking after the spirit of life, condemnation has no power over me. If I at any time get out of that, people say, well, you got the spirit of life, you should just never get out of it. You shouldn't either. 
right? All of us shouldn't. What a good idea that would be. Solid plan. Let's do it. Amen? For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. So, so the things that, that, that kept you in death, that kept you away from, that separated you from life. Sin separated us from the life of God. Death separates you from the life of God. When Adam and Eve sinned, he said, the day you do it, you'll die. What did he say? It separated them forever from God. And Jesus Christ took away that separation. Through the blood of Jesus, that separation has been taken away. There is, no, there is therefore no condemnation to those that are in Christ. Why? We're no longer under the law of sin and death. We're under the law of the spirit of life. Amen? doesn't mean you don't have the ability to do wrong, but you have the ability to do right. You don't have to do wrong. Amen? And, 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 your, and your works can have value now because they're not works to get to pay for your sin and death. They're works to, to praise the Lord, to bring glory to God. Amen? They're works of righteousness. Everybody still with me? Yeah. So for, for they that are after the flesh, this is verse 5, I'm sorry, do mind the things of the flesh. So what you, if you ever get to where you're noticing you ever drive down the road and you, and you notice every slow person and you're in the flesh, right? You go to a restaurant and it didn't work out the way and you start getting feeling that little anger. That's not, you're in the flesh, right? Somebody didn't call you when they were supposed to or ask you to do something and you're starting to get offended. You're in the flesh. Amen. Anytime you start thinking your way, notice the, the language there. I've I got to think my way. The spirit of life is thinking God's way. Um, it looks at a situation and it, it assesses that situation according to love and, and, it, and it puts out truth. Amen? It doesn't put, put out its own ideas. It, it puts out truth. It's, there's no maybes about it. When God answers a question, it's answered right, and it's answered in love, and it's answered in power. It, it not only takes, it not only comes to the situation, it leaves the situation successful. That, that's what He's put in us through the Spirit of life. He's put in us the ability to go into any situation and leave that situation successful. They still have to choose the success, but you can leave. When Jesus left the world, and he's seated at the right hand of God. He is completely successful. He missed nothing. He left nothing to chance. Everything is finished. Amen. Every work is finished. He, he is completely successful. When we walk in the life that he left for us, then we will leave every situation successful. Amen? Why? Because the carnal mind's enmity against God, but the spiritual mind is life and peace. The spiritual mind always brings life. It always brings peace. It's not just about you. It's about what it puts in you and out of you. The, the life, Our lives produce things. And if we'll allow them, they'll produce the goodness of God in the situations that we go into. The life of God produces the life of God. Amen? I mean, look at the fruit of the Spirit. What are the fruits of the Spirit? That's what the life of God produces. 
what spirit is it producing for them? The spirit of life. Amen? And, and, and that's, that's what we're looking to do. We're looking to stay out of this fleshy thing. It says the carnally minded is death, but spiritually minded is life and peace. Carnal, the carnal thinking cannot receive from, from the Word. When you're thinking carnally, people could give you 65 verses that fit your situation perfectly, and you can't hear them. And you won't be able to fix a situation with carnal thinking. Right? Because usually with carnal thinking, well, if you just had enough money. <laughs> Guess what? That's not the answer to every question. Somebody told me once that that was. They said money answers everything. It does, but it doesn't always answer right. It doesn't always answer right. Glory to God, we're still in um, verse 7. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to law, neither can it be. So then, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Your flesh cannot operate in faith. The just shall do what? Live, have life by faith. The life of God will operate in you and out of you by faith. If you look at in the Young's literal translation, it says, by faith the just shall live. It doesn't say the just shall live by faith. Well, what's it saying? It's saying you'll have life. By faith, the life that's in you will operate. Amen? It, that's, that's, how, that's how this life works. When, when the apostles or Jesus went and laid hands on somebody, they were doing it by faith through the life that was in them. And life and health come through the Word. Amen? How does faith come? Through the Word, by hearing and hearing by the Word. So so as we get the faith, as we get the faith of God, well, here, just go to that Scripture. I've got it somewhere in here. Hebrews 10, 38. Look at it in the Young's Little Translation. It says, and the, and the righteous by faith shall live. In other words, by faith, you'll, you, will, you will operate in life. By faith, you'll operate in life. At, out of the life that's in you, you'll, you'll, that's, how you'll, that's how you'll affect your, your own life and lives around you. And, and if, but then it says, if any man draw back, what do you, if he pulls back from faith, pulls back from life, he's no longer living He's no, he's no longer using life by faith. He's, he's walking in the flesh. And if he draws back, my soul will have no pleasure in him. That's how you know he's not in faith anymore. Can't please God. So you know he's not pleased. But the very next verse tells you how you know that life's no longer there. We are not of those that draw back to destruction. Same word for perish. So if you're drawing back, you're walking in the flesh and you're opening up your own life to destruction. You're going down a broad path. Faith is the narrow path. When we look to God, we're on the one path. We're looking to Him. We're not getting our eyes on anything else. We don't want any other ideas. We're going to walk with Him. Amen? We're going to walk with Him. We're going to, we're going to feed on Him. We're going to, we're going, our life is going to be affected by everything He has said. When, when, when Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word, that, that proceeds out of the mouth of God. What's he saying? My life, my life is totally affected. Everything I'm doing as I walk through, as I walk through my day, everything I'm doing is affected by what God says, what God thinks, what's God's heart. And when we get away from those thoughts, what's my thought? 
I don't know what I think about that. You don't need to know what you think about it. You need to know what God thinks about it. Amen? I've had way too many thoughts in my life that I've, that I've decided to follow. And every time, they take me not to life. Right? <laughs> but when I follow God's ideas and God's ways, I notice that it's good for me and it's good for the people He sends me to. Amen? He's not going to send you somewhere with words of death because He doesn't have any. He's going to send you places with words of life. Amen? Back to Romans, right? So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. They that are in the flesh are not in faith. They're carnally minded. Carnal mind cannot have... How do you know? Your mind can't have faith at all. It doesn't even have the ability to have faith. Your mind has... The only thing it can do is be carnal. It thinks what it feels, sees, touches, smells. And then, it, and then worse than that, it speaks accordingly. Right? It, that's, if, if you're carnally minded, I don't know what you were like before. We're all getting better. But I would say some of the stupidest things before I thought. Right? And I think, man, that was dumb. And it didn't help anything. Now I got to go apologize to them because I know that was not God. And I got it, it just it, all, your carnal mind will cause a mess if it can, if you'll allow it. it. It'll cause a mess. And he wouldn't have took all this time to say we didn't have to do it if if we had if we had. You know, people say, well, sometimes you just can't help it. Obviously, from this scripture, you can help it, right? And actually, in the very next verse, in verse 9, it says, But you're not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If so be that the Spirit of God dwells in you. If the Spirit of God dwells in us, we have the ability at every moment to be guided by the life of God that's in us. The Spirit of that, that's how we're made free. It makes you free to have joy. It makes you free to be in faith. It makes you free to have right words. It makes you free to think right, to, to act right, to do righteous things. We, before you knew Him, you could do nothing. It didn't matter how right it was, it wasn't righteous. Because carnal mind, the only right you do, actually has an end that helps you. Right? Whether it's getting your name on a stadium or, right? Well, I'm going to give all this money. I want everybody to know it, right? I'm going to donate all this, and I want everybody to know it. We don't want everybody to know it. We want God to get the glory. We're looking for God to get the glory. Amen? Whew, this is good. I like it a lot. And it says, it says, um, and if you be in Christ, in, in verse 10, the body is dead because of sin, but the, but, the, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. So your spirit's alive because of righteousness. And then he goes a step further. He said, and if you have that life in you, in the very next verse, but he said, even though your body's dead, if you have this life in you, the same life that raised Jesus from the dead, then he'll quicken your mortal body, the one that was dead. Amen? Because of sin. And that's so... Health and life, they go together. You can't separate them. He'll quicken your mortal body. Health and life, they go together. Every, everywhere life, the life of God goes, health is there. Whether it's physical healing, whether it's affixed to a problem, whether it's a hug for somebody that needed one, a smile to somebody that hadn't seen the smile today, whatever it is, it's a fix. It's a help. It's a success. Amen? Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. 
Look at Colossians, and we'll close with Colossians. Colossians 3. Colossians 3, verse, start in verse 1. I don't know how far we'll go, but we'll go a ways. These last verses we just read said that the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead quickens our mortal bodies. And, And we also know that we're buried together with Him in baptism, raised to walk in newness of life. And Colossians talks about all that. And in this part, he talks about, if then you be risen with Christ, where should your affections be? And and he's not just talking about what you like. He's saying, what do you want? If you've been risen with Christ, the life of Christ is in you now, and you should desire what Christ desires. Your desires should now be different than they were before you were risen together with Christ. Once you're risen and the life of God is in you, you've got a new desire. You you now have the life of God in you, and, and you have a different taste. Amen? What, what, what your flesh doesn't like, your spirit adores. And your spirit's so strong through the life of God that your flesh has no choice anymore. It doesn't even get a voice. You say, uh-oh, were you talking? No, okay. Spirit, what you got? And you go with it every time. I'm not doing death. I'm doing life. I got all this life. Death has been separated from me. I'm going to walk in the life that God's given me. And and I'm going to, and I'm going to, I've been risen with Him. And if I've been risen with Him, my affection, my desire, my everything, when I'm walking down the road, I'm thinking, man, you're good, God. Show me, show me what you got next. Show me what we're doing tomorrow. Show me what we got the rest of this day. And, and your, your mind is set on what his mind is set on. And that's what he's saying. I want your mind on what my mind's on. I want you to care about what I care about. Amen? Set your affections on things above, not on the earth. For, for you are dead and your life is hid in Christ in God. Your life. Your life is now in Christ. It's not yours anymore. Your life is now hid in Christ. And in that life, now you have a new ability. You have, you have the ability. He, he's going to read off a whole bunch of things through here. And, and people say, well, we, we could do that. No, you have the ability to do it. Amen? We literally have the ability to do it. When Christ, who is your life, who is our life, shall appear, then, then shall you also appear. That word appear means manifest, by the way. If, if you, the, the, your life shall be manifest. Manifest is a better word than because what he's saying is life will be manifest through you. When, when your life, when, when the life of Christ appears, man, is manifest in you, it will manifest out of you. And it will bring glory to God. Amen? It, it, it'll, when, when, it, when, it's, when it's in you, it will flow out of you. And when it, when it flows out of you, that other word appear means manifest too, with him in glory. Not, a lot of people look in glory and they think of the old song, the glories in glory land. No, glory is honor, praise, and worship. It, it, when, when, the, when the life of God is manifest in you, it produces the works of God. And it glorifies God. Amen? And that, that's what we're looking for. We're looking to, to let this life be our lead. Uh, if you keep looking in, in, in Romans 8, that, that's the same place where he says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God. What Spirit? The Spirit of life. As many as are led by that Spirit. Why would you need to be led by that Spirit if it was only for you? You're to be led by that Spirit so you know what to do and you know where to be and doing what you're supposed to do where you be. Amen? 
And it's, it's, it's about being led by that life that's in you and not being led by that death that was you. Amen? Now I lost my place. Here we go. Mortify, therefore, in your members, which are, in other words, you're going to have to stop yourself. You can live in the flesh. A lot of people, they look at these and they say, oh, those are horrible. Guess what? Uncleanness. (laughs) Concupiscence. Covetousness and idolatry. You know, everybody's been guilty of these. Huh? You know, we we look at a couple of the words in between there and we kind of cut ourselves out of there. We're in there. We were in there. No, we're not in there anymore. But we were in there before. Right? And what he's saying is, mortify your members. Don't do this anymore on the earth. What's he saying? On the earth, don't do this. He said, for, for, which things the sake of the, for which things sake the wrath of God comes on the children of, of disobedience, in, in the which you also walked, you also, all of us walked at one time, when we lived in them. When you lived in death, you operated in death. When you live in life, you should begin to operate in life. Amen? Your answers are life. Your, your questions are life. Your walk is life. Your direction is life. You're, you're overflowing with life. Jesus came that you might have life and have it to the abundant till it overflows. What's he saying? I want you to have so much life in you that everywhere you go, it overflows onto the people around you. He's not saying I want you to have so much stuff you can't stand it. Well, let me rephrase that. He's not only saying I want you to have so much stuff. He's saying I want you to be so full of the life that I've come to give that you can't stop talking, thinking, walking, doing everything that I, that I would be walking, thinking, talking, doing. Amen? Amen? Yeah. Glory to God. Let's finish up. It says in, in, in a life you once lived, but now... But now This is your choice. Remember, choose this day or choose life. He said, but now put all, put also put off all these. What's he saying? You put them off. Right? People say, well, I just hope God takes those away from me. No, you put them off. Right? He'll say, I just can't help it. Sometimes I get angry. No, you can help it. Anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication. Now, I can tell you right now, every one of us, at some point in our life, fit in those categories. Amen? But now we have the life of God. We don't have to fit in those categories anymore. Not only do we not have to, we don't fit. We have to yield ourselves to let those happen now. Because what's truly wanting to operate in you is the life of God. You actually have to move over to get back to this. It's not you anymore. You're not a sinner once you're saved. You'll never be a sinner again. You may sin, but you will never be classified in sinner class again unless you choose to be. And you'll have to forsake God for that to happen. Why? Because you're no longer bad. You're good. People say, oh, that's a bad person. Well, he's saved. (laughs) You know? I'm not saying that we can't do bad things. Well, you're not going to be a bad person again. Why? Because you'll have the life of God in you, and you'll have to keep overriding and overriding and overriding. And trust me, I know how to do that. I've done it in my life. I overrode it to the point where I could just barely hear his voice at one point, and I'm thankful that I could barely hear it and that I listened. 
Because when things, that when death stops, not, stops bothering you, you're way too far from the life of God. And you've let it get way too small in you. Amen? We don't ever want to get that way. Glory to God. Whew. Put off all those. Lying. Don't lie to one another. What's he saying? Because you have my life in you, you don't have to do this anymore. There's some you don't have to do's and there's some you get to do's. These are the don't have to do's. You don't have to, you don't have to lie. Why? Because you put off the old man, the old man with his death deeds. You put him off. But now you're putting on the new man. What's the new man? He's the one that's renewed in the spirit of life. He's the one that Jesus born again. Born again how? The life of God's in him. Amen? It's renewed in, the knowledge, in knowledge after the image of him that created him. What's that? He's, he's renewed in, in Christ. Now, now we, we're renewed through the life of God. We're, we're made new. Old things, the old death has passed away. News come in, in, in the, after the knowledge of him. Where, where there is neither Greek, Jew, in other words, there's, there's no difference in people. Everybody's got red blood. That's all there is to it. And, and the best part is, but Christ is all in all. In this room today, Christ is all the everything in every person's life in here. It's not who you, where you were born. It's not where you work. It's not where you came from. It's where you got to. It's who you know. Amen? It, it may, it, people say, well, it's not important who you know. It's really important who you know. It's really important who you know. That's, where, that's how we get to where we're going is because of who we know. Amen? People who don't know him, they're not, they're going down all kinds of paths. They're confused and they're, they're headed towards destruction. But people who know him, who walk after the spirit of life, they're on the narrow path, the one that leads to life. Amen? They're, they're, it leads, it, it, that's what they're searching for. And if you're searching for life, you're going to find it that way. Amen? Glory to God. Put on, therefore, what we put off the other and we put on the new man. And now with the new man, we can have all these things. As the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on bowels of mercy. Be merciful. What's he saying? That sounds like God. What's he saying? We could be just like God? Yeah. Why? Because you have the life of God in you. You can have bowels of mercy, kindness, which is one of the first parts of love. Humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, all those are things that Jesus Jesus was and is. Amen? Forbearing one another and forgiving one another. What's he saying? He's saying, you can operate in the same life that I operated in when I forgave you. You can forgive on that level. That's a big big level of forgiveness right there. He's saying, forgive... Even as Christ forgave you. In other words, because of who you are, use it. Walk in it. Forgive the way I forgave. It it produces fruit that remains and saves and sets free and, 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 and makes successful. It brings prosperity everywhere it goes. Amen? And and forgiveness is the answer to death. Forgiveness of sin is what removed death from the picture. Amen? So when you forgive, you're leaving Satan out. He can't get to the situation anymore. When we choose not to forgive, we open the door 
for all kinds of ugly things. And not in the life of a person you didn't forgive, your own life. Amen? Why? Because you're no longer operating in life. You're operating in death. Glory to God. Humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing with one another, forgiving one another. If any man have quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do. He would not tell you to do these things if he didn't give you what you needed to do them. And he did give you through the spirit of life. Through the life of Christ, He's given us the ability to do all these things. And above all these things, what's He say? Put on love. Only people that can love are the ones that are full of the Spirit of love. How, how did you get love in you? Through the Holy Spirit. He shed it abroad in your heart through the Holy Spirit. And, and glory to God, because He's put it in us, He's saying, I want you to have all these things and I want you to take love and surround it. I want you to take love and surround it. I don't ever want you to let it loose. So what you do is you take love and surround your kindness, your, your humbleness of mind, your forgiveness. You take love and, and you bind it all together where it can't get loose and you'll never lose it. Amen? And, and that, that's, that's how we operate on a different level. Instead of hoping we, we, we walk in life today, we get up with the expectation of life. We get up expecting to walk in the life of God that He put in us every day of the week. And then when you get up, your, your ears toned into Him. Why? Because what did He say? He said, incline your ear. Attend to my word. What's He saying? He said, don't get away from that. Did you know that verse will never change? It'll never change. People could add something to it, take something away from it, but it will never change. The Word of God remains the same. And what, that's what he's saying. He's saying, if you'll keep this in your ears, you'll keep it in your eyes, you won't let loose of it. Bind it all together and don't lose any of it. You'll wake up with the expectation of success and life every day of the week. And other, the, the little things won't bother you. Amen? You, you, some, you'll spill your milk and you won't cry. Right? Somebody will eat your cake, and you won't get any. I'll whine a little bit. No. No. We'll have the goodness of God. We we will portray the works of God through our life in every turn, in every way. Every time we walk out the door, every time we walk in a door, you know, people say, I'm not in the ministry. You are in the ministry. Everywhere you go, every day, You're a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And what you do with the life He's put in you will be what works are shown in the goodness of God are shown in the situation you're in. Glory to God. That's good news. That's good news because we can and will do it. Amen? Stand to your feet. Thank you, Lord. He's helping us. He's helping me.